giving consumers a financial edge, providing economic tools designed for you to win. With the Empireonomics business guru, Al Mills, and the credit lady gem dropper herself, Monique Macklin. Hello, 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 and welcome to Wake Up and Win with Al Mills and Monique Macklin. My name is Monique Macklin, and I'm known in the industry as the credit lady. And hi, my name is Al Mills, also known as the prophetic financier, the world's number one socioeconomic mobility strategy coach. Okay. Now, we have created a space that is designed to enlighten, empower, and edify people to their next level of economic success. On this platform, we do that by having conversations that require you to examine your current situation and make changes as needed to get you to the life that you desire to live by thinking better, banking better, and leveraging better. Now, on today's show, we will be discussing contractual wealth versus transactional riches. So, Al, how would you want to best describe that topic? Well, this is a, this is going to be one of those touchy ones because, you know, the society that we live in, everybody's on getting rich or die trying, right? That's the old mm-hmm. adage, right? We had a movie named after that. Yes. And so that's always been the focal point of people's pursuit. But I, I like to kind of always give some kind of a foundational principle. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I teach is either biblically or metaphysically sound. Okay. And has universal principles. So I like to always start off with anytime you're looking to get into business or you're in pursuit of uplifting yourself socially or economically, you should have a fundamental base. And so I always like to say Deuteronomy 8.18 always stated that remember the Lord thy God who gave you power to obtain wealth. Mm-hmm. And it's important that you understand the fact that it didn't say riches. Yeah, it said wealth. Wealth, exactly. And you first have to honor God, and that's the God in you. So the very first thing I would like to say is that you should always look at taking actions and learning skills that's going to enhance you Mm -hmm. first, as opposed to another. And so that goes into that choosing which path. And so, so many people are involved in what we would call transactional riches. Now, I have experience in that space, and I can only speak from experience. I used to own and operate several mortgage brokerages in New York City. And in that case, we were only as good as our last commission check. Sometimes Mm. it would take two months, three months to cultivate a client after taking that 10 or 3 application. Oh my God, yes. And then you have to wait (laughs) and hope that it reaches the closing table. Yes. And and the underwriters do what you know, don't mess up anything for you. Don't mess up your deal. That's right. So you finally get there. Let's say there's no bumps in the road. Uh There's no DTI issues that may have arisen. Oh God. And and now you finally close the deal and you got your commission check. So you know, for us in that world, we got our 3% all four points on that transaction and things are looking good. However, you would have amassed three or four months of expenses, living expenditures, living by that. And so that check is already spent. Yeah, before you even get it. So Before you even get it, right? Yeah, so true. And even so, if you... I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, so you, you have to keep on grinding for that next closing. That's right. So now you got to find the next deal. So what did you do? You repeated the process all over again. Yeah. Because that it, money was spent. You better have, if you're good, you would have 
several irons in the fire when it comes to you know people that you're like you said cultivating those clients to get them to the closing table exactly however you're still dealing with that premise called parkinson's law Mm -hmm. which always states that expenses will always rise to meet income so even if you had two or three deals in the pipeline and they funded Mm -hmm. somehow some way think about that money expenses uh, come about where you have to tap into that capital that you just earned. That's true. That's true. Right. And so with that said, you keep chasing that deal. Yeah. That's transactional riches. Yeah. But what, what transact, but then contractual wealth is a situation where you do something one time after the cultivation Mm -hmm. and you're compensated over and over and over over again, creating passive income where you no longer have to exchange your time or energy in order to receive your reward which is your compensation and so that's the key to creating wealth but then again most people say well i don't even know what wealth is what is wealth wealth is measured over time right and that's why i always say we should be pursuing time as opposed to chasing money correct that's what you've been teaching me about as well so, because even in my, what I do for a living on the credit side and the funding side, it's the same thing where once that deal closes, pretty much that's kind of it, you know, credit, they pay monthly. Most, most people pay monthly, but once that's gone, then you have to, you know, you have to keep getting those people in because one client paying you monthly is not going to get you wealthy. That so, is so true. Oh, and, and wealth, yeah. you can only create wealth acting as a third party. Now, some people are going to say, what do you mean by third party? Mm -hmm. Well, let's look at an example of a bank. Okay. A bank is a business, right? Yes. And a bank needs customers. And what does a bank do to get customers? They offer products and services. services, yes. And what are those products and services? Checking accounts, savings accounts, Mm -hmm. CDs, money market, and the like. Correct. And those customers then part with their funds to get those particular services, right? Correct. But then those deposits may be money or whatever, or a security deposit. Those Mm -hmm. funds are then used to be recycled out to someone else. Yes. For for a higher interest Interest rate rate. or arbitrage. Mm -hmm. And so the bank now offers you low interest money, Mm -hmm. but they lend it back out at a higher number. Correct. And they always look to create what is called a note. Yes. So Mm -hmm. the borrowers pay issue a note with a term payment on it. Mm -hmm. Maybe three years, five years, 30 years. Correct. And they receive continual payments under contract. Under contract. Right? That's one example. Yeah. Another example, you could become a landlord own a rental property mm-hmm. that has multiple units mm-hmm. and your tenants sign a lease. Correct. Which also is a contract. Contract. Yeah. That is by for a specific term mm-hmm. and a, a specific payment. And so there again, you could go to bed at night knowing that on the 1st or the 15th or whatever date that you set that that payment is to be due, Uh you're going to receive continual payments. And that's called monthly recurring revenue. Correct. Exactly. So so, with mm -hmm. that, what you have in these contracts or say multiple rental units, and those are now contracts, you have a, say, a 10-unit building that's paying you 
$1,000 a month per unit. Now you can take that contract and borrow against it, right? That's correct. That's called hypothecation. So that means you could take your contract and get advanced money mm-hmm. off of the off of the fair market value of that contract. Wow. Is there and, like a, a limit to that? Like maybe 65% or 70% of the uh, value? Generally, it's always depending on the underlying asset and the collateral there. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. So now there is a difference between someone who can make a good income and someone who knows how to make good money. And this is what you're explaining. It's how you make good money. Correct. Okay. So when it comes to the Toro business that we were um, discussing earlier, you and I, um, Toro, so, well, what is that? Airbnb as well. Mm-hmm. That's air, That's not a contract. That's not contractual. That's transactional that would be transactional because there's no long commitment term long-term commitment it's a short that's considered short-term rental okay and it's not even a short-term rental because you don't know when your next guest is going to book you're hoping you're hoping of the efforts of the marketing of of toro or airbnb is going to drive traffic to your site and get you bookings but there's nothing contractual there. Everything is based on a speculative point of view. And that's another thing. Wealth does not deal with speculation. It deals with certainty. Sir, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, so when it comes to... Is there any other way besides real estate um, and, you know, that you can create that contractual... Pretty much everything in life can be contractual if you think about it now what if you're like a partner in a business that's contractual Ah. as well right oh that's contractual so let's look at that great great point so according to irs there's only three forms of income taxable income there's earned Mm -hmm. there's passive and portfolio and so when you own a business you're going to be on the portfolio side or passive side of how your flow comes in and yes that can be contractual if your if your LLC and entity is designed and written properly in the operating agreement you can get what is called guaranteed payments we can talk mm-hmm. about that on another on the next show but if you're a member in an LLC and you get guaranteed payments um, that's contractual you see how some partners mm-hmm. are making money on profits mm-hmm. well you have to wait to get to profit yeah. Oh, yeah. And not every company is profitable. But if you have guaranteed payments, that comes off the top line as opposed to the bottom line. So it's a fundamental. There's something that you can structure there if you have a properly written operating agreement in your LLC. Okay. And that's so, right. So you'll get paid on the, if you get guaranteed payments, you're going to get paid whether they get profit or not. So when money comes in, you're getting paid. Right. Have you ever seen Shark Tank? And you hear, oh. you know, Miss Marvel say, "Oh, you know, I want a, I want a royalty payment." Yes. Every yes. dollar that comes in, I want a nickel. I want ten cents. Right. That's contractual. That's his guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. That's guaranteed money. Okay. All right. So, um, as far well, transactional again is also just working a job, um, being a slave to the time. You, you, you know, being a slave to the money because you have to constantly give your time in order to get that money in Mm -hmm. our goal is to get money even as we sleep that's correct 
You always have to be able to money. Ne- money never sleeps. The flow of currency and frequency never stops. So we must always constantly be circulating. That's why when we talk about transactional riches, the word transaction means there's transportation of your actions. This is where you are having to exert your time, your physical time, and Mm -hmm. your physical energy in a physical location in order to receive the wage. Not compensation, it's called a wage. That is true. That could be either a job or a business owner, an entrepreneur. That's uh, correct. Someone who's operating a business, functioning as a self-employed mm-hmm. operator, still is exchanging time and energy for the compensation now that they're getting. So, in essence, you now became the owner of your own job. Right. Which is not so, a place where we want to be. No. Absolutely Definitely. not. Definitely not. All right. So, when it comes to... Um, other ways of getting con- contractual wealth what do you recommend is there any recommendations that you may have for people besides you know on how to get into that that realm of space sure I, I would think like in our previous shows i think the very first thing one should do is find a competent mentor Okay. Who who's experienced in such a space so that you can learn the specificity in how to apply that knowledge I should say information so that you can become knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And once you begin practicing that with repetition and accountability and discipline, then you can become very knowledgeable and turn that into wisdom where you know how to perfect those things. So, yes, the first thing is get a mentor to get that done. And then everything around you is on a contractual wealth basis. Think about this. Everybody who buys cars and buys homes and different things is always paid over time. This is true. So now wealth is measured over time. And I'll kind of segue into this. Let me just ask a question for most of you who are listening. Suppose you earned $10,000 a month mm-hmm. is your monthly revenue. And your cost of living, your lifestyle of living was $1,000 a month. How wealthy are you? Most people would not know how to even solve that equation because mm. they don't know what wealth is. So in this example... You earn $10,000 a month. Your lifestyle is $1,000 a month. You are 10 months wealthy, which means you can sustain your lifestyle for 10 months before you have to even replicate any kind of exchange or form of energy. Exactly. So now you understand how if you accumulate enough contractual wealth contracts, it it can forecast your life for many, many months, if not years in the future without you having to worry about generating revenue. Oh, a lot of people would love to do that. I'm more than sure. Oh, well, you know, well, they're in the right place. If you listen to our show, you got access to how that is done. So, you know, hint, hint, if you want to, if you want to uplift and you want to yeah. enhance that social economic mobility, you know, who you, you know who to reach out to. I know that's right. Go to uh, what is it? wakeupandwinshow.com. That's right. That's the best way to do it. So, no, I I really enjoyed this particular, this, this subject because a lot of people really don't get it. And even as we watch people who are making a lot of money in the social media space at this time, they always have to be on, you know, when they have to go live and they have to, you know, be present in order to keep those, those viewers there, to get that viewership there, to hopefully turn that viewership into dollars but you always have to be on 
you, you know, a lot of people are making money in that space, but if they stop, then that money's not going to keep coming in. That's correct. Here's another here's another example of that. Wealth is private, right? So oh, yeah. no one it's a private thing, it's an intimate situation. It's even very spiritual and metaphysical in nature. And right. so the real wealthy players don't have large Instagram followers and all of that. They hardly ever post, if anything. They might tweet here and there Mm -hmm. because they're too busy adding more contractual wealth (laughs) contracts to their portfolio Mm -hmm. than having to impress people who doesn't make a difference. I agree. As you know, one of the things I have learned the most from you is that the people that I am looking to do business with are not raising their hand on Instagram. No, Instagram is the new reality TV. It, it is. replaced HD TV, yeah. and and then we have to look at the age, the average age of the viewer or the audience on Instagram this is, is between eighteen and twenty seven. And so, if you're speaking about wealth conscious conversation, mm-hmm. it may not be appealing. They want to see lifestyle. So you know, again, this may not be the topic, but if you're using Instagram the right way, it's just to share lifestyle. Yeah. And then people want to dial into your lifestyle and chime and fantasize about right. it. You'll get more likes that way as opposed to being conscious in commerce or something positive. You're not going to get as many likes. Right. They want to see the cars. They want to see the vacations. They want to see your home. And right. as you said, wealth is private. So you're not necessarily going to be showing all of that. Um, if you're in a wealthy space or if you're building towards being in a wealthy space. Well, let me ask the question. When's the last time Jeff Bezos showed you on MTV Cribs his house? (laughs) (laughs) Never. All right, never. But we we know who he is. Correct. (laughs) We know who he is. So, yeah, you really don't have to give up all your goods (laughs) online in order to be wealthy what's the old saying in the street real identifies real yeah well once you get around someone and you feel that vibe and your vibe that vibrational frequency connects with you Mm -hmm. and it resonates then you know you have a good connection and you build you may meet online but you're going to build offline offline exactly exactly so this has been a very eye-opening conversation a lot of people need to understand that if they are going into spaces like in the gig economy and things of that nature they're going to be constantly chasing money and what they have to do is if they're starting there learn how to pivot into something that is going to be long term long lasting on the contractual wealth building side absolutely takes the same energy the same yeah. energy it takes to do a transactional riches deal is the same energy and time it would take to create a, a contract for wealth yeah i mean think about the way i, I kind of thought about it also is years ago um, like my cell phone bill utility bills it's like you sign up one time but these people are getting your money each and every month they never have to sell you anything ever again Unless it's a new phone or something, but <laughs> <laughs> an upgrade in a phone. But for the most part, in order for you to keep your lights on, you have to sign up and get that, get that on one, you know, that account set up one time. And you're constantly making those payments, your mortgage payment, your car notes, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's a one time situation. So what we have to do is create something that's people are coming to us one time, but they are going to find the benefit in it, in it. For, for years to come, or at least many months to come. So, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. so it's yeah. exciting, you know? Yeah, I, I think this is really 
a great conversation. So what we're going to be discussing in our next conversation is learning how to choose the right niche for your industry so mm. that you can start to be build that passive income, that contractual wealth that we should all be desiring. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I love I love your niche. That's that, that's such a bourgeoisie <laughs> saying. Instead of niche. You say niche. Niche. <laughs> I like that. Great. Yeah. We're going to work on, we're going to speak on that in our next conversation. But yeah, this has been a great topic, a great conversation, and look forward to jumping on our next little show and talking about it. As always, it's always fun to chop it up with you. Likewise, likewise. We'll chat soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Wake Up and Win with Al Mills and Monique Macklin. We hope you've been enlightened by today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends on your social media platforms. If you have any questions or comments, follow us on Instagram at Wake Up and Win Show.